This is The First Time, Chirp Radio's live storytelling and music series. Every show, we invite a group of storytellers to talk about different firsts and pick a song to go with it. This show's theme was First Family, recorded at Martyrs in Chicago's North Center with music by The First Time 3. Here's your storyteller, Ana Lucero, a Chicago-based actor, comedian, and director. Oh, my lady... Lady, I am loving you now. Many years ago, I read these lyrics in an email from my recent ex-boyfriend and thought, go fuck yourself, Clay. You're loving me now? Too late, motherfucker. He insisted I listen to this Ray LaMontagne song because all he could do was weep and replay it over and over, thinking about how he'd lost me. He said he was on a plane to go see his son, the child from his first family. But maybe when he got back, we could go to couples counseling? We would not go to couples counseling, which was for the best because only three months after I received this profession of adoration and agony, he was remarried. This is the cautionary tale of Clay, last name redacted. and the journey from his first family to his second. I met Clay at work when I was a wee lass of 26. I'm a hairstylist and he was one of my regular clients. He came in with his son and his wife a few times and his wife made no secret of her disdain for him. So I was not surprised when he said they were getting divorced. The next time I saw him, he asked me out for drinks. A man 13 years my senior who was in the midst of a divorce with his child's mother. Well, that seemed like a bad idea, but I liked his crystal blue eyes, his positive attitude, and full-bodied laugh. Besides, maybe these were just friend drinks. But these were not friend drinks. And by the morning after our third date, I was helping him move out of his marital home. I was literally loading and unloading a box truck for free. I was young, dumb, and dickmatized. My friend Joe needed a roommate, so I got Clay to move in with him a month after we started dating. It was a two-story coach house with a big deck, and it was a five-minute walk from my apartment. It was also convenient because my friend Emily had a crush on Joe, and I could orchestrate casual deck hangouts. I had it all figured out. At the beginning of our relationship, several friends tried to help me see the red flags waving in my face and asserted that Clay was a pathological liar. Yet I handily pushed those crimson alerts aside. Thank you for your feedback, everyone, but I will be ignoring it. I was occasionally driven to Google some tidbits or corroborate stories with his friends, but I never caught him in a lie. My excuse was that he was 50% older than us, so he just had more life experiences than we did. (laughs) Early on, Clay let me know that he was diagnosed with MS. I was worried for his health and our future together, but fortunately, he had almost no symptoms. He claimed that he had extensive medical bills, so despite his very lucrative job in the advertising industry, he was often pretty broke. Plus, he had to pay child support. For these completely legitimate, unsuspicious reasons, (laughs) I ended up paying for a lot of stuff and sometimes lent him a little money. As we all must, I turned 27 and he turned 40. (laughs) 
We rarely fought. I had a key to his house. My friend Emily and his roommate Joe were dating. We had a great thing going on. Things started to unravel when he broke both of his ankles. He said it was because he was sleepwalking and fell out of a second story window. He had been at his friend's house in the suburbs, but I had never heard of this friend, and there were too many details to this story, but <laughs> why would he lie about that? I nursed him back to health and gave him cash to take cabs to work. Then he started staying really late at work. He said that if they were there past a certain hour and had to be back in the morning, his job would get them a hotel room. I asked his work friend and she confirmed it. I decided that everyone who insisted he was lying, they were just jaded. One night, I thought it would be fun, he thought it would be fun for us to stay in the fancy room provided by work, so we went downtown. But things weren't adding up. The room he described before was at the Fairmont Hotel next to his office, and we showed up at a condo in Streeterville. The view was gorgeous and the condo was swanky, but when I went into the bathroom, there were women's toiletries filling the trash can. He explained it away and convinced me I was getting worked up over nothing. At this point, we had been together for a year and a half when I went home for a visit. I told my friends about how well it was going, and I believed it. However, the night I got back to Chicago, I found out I was mistaken. A few of my friends demanded that I meet them at the pick-me-up cafe immediately after I dropped off my suitcase at 10 p.m. When we all sat down, they were being so awkward, and when they got quiet, I knew something was up. I said, fuck, who has cancer? <laughs> they said, Clay had cheated on me while I was out of town. He had really loud sex all weekend at his apartment that he shared with Joe. Joe tried to alert Clay of his presence by dropping things and slamming doors, but the fun only got more louder and unmistakable as raucous sex. I started laughing out of relief that no one had cancer, and I kept laughing because I felt insane. <laughs> I tried calling Clay to break up with him from the diner, but he didn't answer, so I sent him a breakup email. I never saw or spoke to Clay again. I received no fewer than three emails about Ray LaMontagne's music and many more apologies. Joe tried to not tell me about Clay, but I happened to be with Emily one day when Joe called. He had walked into his living room to discover the woman Clay had been cheating with, who they call Spank, She was sitting on his couch, crying and sewing her own wedding veil. Spank, who already had two children, was pregnant and would be marrying Clay the next day on the coach house deck. A few weeks later, a friend who worked with Clay updated me that he brought his new, visibly pregnant wife to work to meet everyone. It was at this time that two women at work, who each thought that they were exclusively dating Clay, <laughs> they discovered that they too were mistaken. For those playing at home, that is one ex-wife, me, Spank, and two ex-girlfriends. 
that we know of. Plus, he had the child from his first family, the baby that was on the way, and two stepchildren. But wait! We also discovered that he has another secret child in the UK. When I found out about that one, I sent our final email. It read, you should have spent my money on this, with a link to Planned Parenthood's vasectomy page. <laughs> Thank you. Clay moved out of Joe's apartment without warning and disappeared from his job, leaving us with so many questions. We'll never know what really happened with the broken ankles. Does he really have asymptomatic MS? <laughs> Were the medical bills a cover for the secret kid and the other girlfriends he had to pay for? Whose fucking condo did I sleep in? <laughs> Is his name even Clay? <laughs> the mind reels. But good things did come out of this. Joe and Emily are happily married. Oh, I started going to therapy <laughs> where I learned to trust my gut and listen to my wonderful friends. And not for nothing, I started listening to Ray LaMontagne. <laughs> Thank you. That will yield no more As a fox lay sleeping beneath the kitchen floor A stream can't contain such a withering rain And from the pasture the fence it is leaning away Clouds crack and growl like some great cat on the prowl Crying I am, I am, over and over again The days grow short as the nights grow long The kettle sings its tortured song a many-petaled kiss I lay upon her brow Oh, my lady, lady, I am loving you now Birds have gone back again 
Hear the sprightly chickadee Gone now is the willow wren In passing greet each other As if old, old friends And to the voiceless trees It is their own they will lend The days grow short as the nights grow long The kettle sings its tortured song A many-petal kiss I lay upon her brow Oh, my lady, lady, I am loving you now First Time is hosted by Jen Sedini, with production by Bobby Evers, Andy Vasoyan, and Executive Director Julie Miller. The podcast is edited by Andy Vasoyan and Jen Rourke, 
with songs performed by the First Time Three. You can find this and other Chirp podcasts and interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.